Welcome, everybody, to Pick and Roll. This is your NBA discussion and betting show. You're watching this either on YouTube, on the Board NBA YouTube channel, or on Twitter, at the Board NBA. Of course, the Board NBA is the NBA content division of The Hammer. Visit thehammer.bet for all of your sports betting needs across, uh, sports betting content needs, that is, across all sports. And the reason we're going live at a different time today, we're at live right now at 9 a.m. You can also catch this afterwards in podcast form, but... Reads are going live. Croatia have a big World Cup game in just about an hour that Pips, of course, wants to be watching as they face Brazil. And uh, speaking of the hammer, you can catch World Cup discussion and betting in similar format to this, a little bit longer on the Fine Margins YouTube channel and Twitter account, which is the soccer content division of the hammer. I'll be on that one at 4.15 p.m. Eastern time today. So you'll get some NBA betting content in the morning, some soccer betting content in the evening. But we're compensating, of course, because the World Cup is a big deal. Pips, how are you feeling about Croatia's chances today against the favorites to win the tournament, Brazil? I'm feeling that we have a, a good chance. I think, uh, as we saw, like how the, how the Switzerland performed against the Portugal and I'm not high. I wasn't high on Serbia, or, and so I think Brazil had a very, uh, an easy, an easy group, and yeah, they, they they dominated it pretty easily. But they haven't pay, faced a, a great test yet, and yeah, looking forward to it. And I think I think Brazil is of course favorite, but uh, we have a, a good chance. Yeah, so I think it's going to have to be a really gritty performance from Croatia. I myself am hoping for an under over here. I have no ties to who win this game. So uh, rooting for you. And uh, I can imagine it's going to be a bunch of nerves a little bit later on. But let's get into our NBA discussion part of this show today. And uh, there's a big matchup between, not really a big matchup, but kind of like an interesting matchup between the Timberwolves and the Jazz who were involved in a big trade in the offseason, which got me thinking about trades in general. So I wanted to ask, what do you think has been the best trade from the offseason, given the evidence that we have about 30% of the way into the NBA season? So I would say the best one for me is obviously Donovan Mitchell. But one of the most important ones so far this season is actually Malcolm Brogdon for, mm-hmm. for Boston. So yep. I will choose these two. Mitchell puts Cleveland on another level. He was carrying them when Garland was out, and they are just trying to figure out how to play together. They are still not; they are just taking turns. And but Donovan Mitchell is having unbelievable season so far. I think he he could be like top five for the MVP because he averaged 29 points, four rebounds, five assists, and shooting 50 percent from the field, 40. 43% from the three and 90% <laughs> from free throw line. So he's 50, 40, 90 guy with five assists and almost 30 points and playing above average defense, which we all think thought that won't be possible after seeing him for years in Utah Jazz. So yeah, Donovan Mitchell is playing amazing. But uh, one of the most important concept traits is Malcolm Brogdon. Because last season, Boston Celtics lacked uh, rim pressure. And he's just amazing in those drives, getting to the line. And he's helping them tremendously, especially opening. When he drives, he opens up 
other other players for spot up shooting and i think that's the crucial part of them being one of the best spot up shooting teams in the league so i think we're really going to see brogdon's profound impact as we go deeper into playoffs with this celtics team that really seemed to me like the missing piece for what should be a championship year i think if the Celtics don't win a championship this season, the fans have a right to be, I mean, you know, you get to a final or a conference final, you lose there. Obviously, that's impressive. But I think fans should be a little bit upset if this team does not go all the way because of how good they are. And Brogdon really puts them on that other level. Donovan Mitchell, obviously a big one. Before we started the show, I was talking to Pips and I have a sneaky one here. And this is uh, the the best trade from the offseason for me. And I, I, Donovan Mitchell is obviously a very good choice, but... I would have to. I'm just a little bit concerned about Garland and Mitchell working in the playoffs. I I, I can see it working. I'm not saying that it's not going to work, but two smaller guards. We've seen a lot of sample with that. We've never seen it with like such an outstanding rim protection duo behind them. But just a little bit more info on that one. But the best trade for me, sneakily, is the Utah Jazz when they traded Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert left the Jazz, and the Jazz received four first round picks they received also the first round pick from the most recent draft uh, selected by minnesota in walker kessler who is he's doing okay so essentially five first round picks along with malik beasley and patrick beverly who are not scrubs by any stretch of the imagination and the jazz on top of making that trade are still performing quite well so they got all of these outstanding assets for gobert plus now the players are playing well so if they want to continue to sell Clarkson has upped his trade value. Mike Conley has upped his trade value. These are guys that they might be parting with throughout the season, depending on if they keep winning or not, but we'll see. But the the valuation for that, and also now seeing the Timberwolves in a threat of missing the playoffs and having all of those picks, I think that Jazz pulled off absolute robbery with that trade. I understand the Timberwolves, they they just never have a good team, so they they sold everything for... Just, just to be a successful team. We, we don't really think that this Timberwolves team is, is good enough to win a championship, but at least like a team that can make some waves in the playoffs. So something that the fans have been desperately craving, but the Jazz clearly understood that. And I think from, from the, the, the second it happened, I was like, that is way too much for Rudy Gobert. I think like as far as impact, like 10 years from now, I think we could be looking at that one like a massive one. But like, you know, if... Celtics win a championship with Brogdon. Obviously, you might factor that in. Donovan Mitchell, obviously outstanding trade. But I think the Jazz with that Rudy Gobert trade really came through. And the reason that I brought this discussion up was because they are playing today. And there's actually a pick coming a little bit later on for that one. But let's go into the recap for yesterday. So really, really good start to the week. Unfortunately, uh, that slowed itself down yesterday. Our first ever pick that is over one unit on Reggie Jackson, under 20.5 points, rebounds, and assists. Uh, unfortunately, it's very difficult to handicap the Clippers because it seems like guys are going to play, then they don't play. Um, do you think that had an effect here on Reggie Jackson, who goes uh, well over, in truth, his 20.5 on the points, rebounds, and assists? Yeah, I mean, Terrence Mann was ruled out. And even with Terrence Mann ruled out, uh, Tyloo still benched. To, I mean, not benched, but out of the rotation, Amir Kafi, and he was playing the last couple of games, and Terrence Mann was playing huge minutes couple of games. So Reggie Jackson, instead of playing his usual split 24-24 minutes with John Wall, they are like splitting it like 
everyone gets 24 minutes and in 24 minutes he will he wouldn't be able to cover this line but with Terence Mann suddenly ruled out and with Amir Kafi out of the rotation uh, they run some units with John Wall and Reggie Jackson together on the floor and Reggie Jackson was playing shooting guard and shooting guard obviously they hedge or blitz the point guards and he was getting wide open threes from the from the from the side and i think he made like four threes and got to play 35 minutes so that was just something unexpected and as you said that's the thing with clippers i usually don't bet clippers or new york knicks games for the entire season like that's my rule since the tips <laughs> came to the to the New York Knicks and since Tyloo came to the Clippers. So, yeah, I should probably avoid that in the future. Not saying that I won't ever have any bet on that game, but very low. I just, most of the, most of the time, I just skip those games. And this is the reason why. Yeah. Unpredictable defensive schemes, unpredictable rotations, unpredictable roles. So, yeah. So these things happen. Obviously, you can't win every bet. Unfortunate uh, after the good start to the week. But second play also, same game parlay. Lillard uh, under five and a half assists. Uh, actually, I think I tracked this one in Craig. Can you, can you recap the, the second side of it? We had uh, Damian Lillard and Nikola Jokic involved in a same game parlay. Yeah, it was Damian Lillard over five and a half assists. And Nikola Jokic over 19 and a half points. I think Lillard went double over. He had 12 assists and Nikola Jokic scored over 30 points so I think this was close to the cover five minutes into the second half I think it covered like five to six minutes into the second half Lillard covered it in the first half uh, he had eight assists at the halftime and then went crazy and scored 30 points in the second half in, in second half alone he scored 30 points and Nikola Jokic was just yeah aggressive going one-on-one -on -one, single coverage had pretty easily I'm just yeah I should have probably bet him both of them on their regular lines went to the safer option but yeah okay Still I good. just realized uh producer error I tracked this one incorrectly I actually tracked both of these as unders which I thought well so what I saw on the bed stamp tracking they both lost they actually both yeah. won so we're seven and two yeah. on the week we're not six and three on the week um small losing day yesterday because it was a one and a half unit but my mistake there that was a winning play. I thought we had an 0-2 yeah. day. It was a one-one. If, if, if we bet under on this line, we will get like plus 400. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I just made an error in the tracking. I knew it was the overs. I, I didn't even check this game. To be honest, I was pissed because I had Portland on the money line and they mm -hmm. lost by one point after leading late in the game. So I didn't even look at the box score because I was going to be upset with it. Um, so that's my mistake. So sorry about that. It is a winning play. We're 7-2. and two. Wow, great week. Um, we got two more plays coming later today so uh, again my apologies for that I'll, I'll correct it on twitter uh after the show here but uh let's move on now into the next segment here of course our thrive fantasy segment we want to re-remind you guys about thrive fantasy make sure to sign up to thrive fantasy to get in line for their player prop contest you can sign up with code hammer for a 100 deposit match up to $250 and with Thrive Fantasy with all of these daily contests it is super easy to join they give you some of the most important players involved in the slate on the night for today there are 10 
players that you need to choose out of the 20 available player props and you can rack up points by choosing their over or the under i'll pull it up for you guys to see here go into the contest lobby find nba the $20 NBA Friday with $5,000 in prizes. So let's say Pascal Siakam over 24 and a half is worth 95 points because you know Siakam is a hooper. Less is 105 points. You choose those, make 10 selections. The more points you get, the higher you are on the leaderboard. First place can get $1,000 in cash just by signing up with $20 to enter the contest. And again, with that deposit match, up to $250. Super easy to join with our partnership with Thrive on the Pick and Roll Show. But we always want to make it super easy for you guys to find those picks. Maybe 10 even still can be a bit much. So Pips is going to try to find some of the spots that he likes. Is there anything that you like on the board here that you want to put in for tonight? Yeah, of course. So the first one is obviously Tyrese Halliburton over nine and a half assists. Yeah, I thought so. (laughs) Yeah, just... He's getting 10, like in every game, 10 plus 15 in the last game. So, yeah, I just think this is too low. Second one, Darius Garland over 30, 30 and a half points and assists against the Sacramento Kings. Yeah, the, the Kings improved a bit on defense over the last couple of weeks, but still, they won't be able to stop Garland in high pace and, yeah, that Devin Mitchell probably on Donovan Mitchell. In, in some minutes, Fox will guard. Fox and Monk will, will probably be on Darius Garland. And yeah, I just don't see it. He should be able to cover this easily. And the third one is obviously Trey Young over 26.5 points. The John Tamari, Collins, and Hunter are sidelined for like at least two weeks. So Trey Young will, I think his line will open at 32 or 31 points. So this one is obviously getting 90 points for this one is a lock. So yeah. I'll go with that three picks. So I really like how with Thrive Fantasy, sometimes they are a little bit different than what the, the, the main sports books would have here. So just by price shopping, you can find some really good value here. And just having that edge for those contests can be the difference from coming up with that $1,000 first place prize. Remember to sign up with Code Hammer. Get involved with thrive fantasy so gonna go to the chat here for a second just respond to uh some of the comments here before we get into the official picks so uh speaking with Donovan mitchell earlier and uh, uh javon i hope i said that correctly says he weighs 226 10 wingspan not a typical small guard um i don't know if it's quite 610 that, that would actually be quite shocking to me but I, that's a fair point i i think ultimately I, i'm not like against like i i'm just i just have my concerns i think that's warranted with the double small guard duo even though he may be not quite your your typical small guard but defensively i i can see that causing a little bit of issues for the cavaliers if i'm proven wrong hey i'll be the first to admit it no problem there and uh, i also want to acknowledge sean maybe a timberwolves or, or sorry maybe a timberwolves fan here in chat talk about that team so far it, it i don't think it can get much worse than being a timberwolves fan unless you're like a kings fan or maybe a knicks fan just constant inability to make the playoffs unfortunate and uh, today we will move into the official picks which i will track correctly and i will fix the tracking on that lillard and Jokic play which easily cleared i am uh, I'm, I'm so embarrassed by that <laughs> but let's move now into our official picks yeah what anything to say yeah, i forgot to say i've got like five messages on twitter 
guys sending me screenshots of bad stamp. But it's actually pretty awesome to see that guys are checking it and and looking at this. So it's 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 cool. And yeah. I will just say thank you guys for 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 watching for us. Yeah. So I always recap the picks at the end of the show. I go through all the picks. But another way you can find the picks is that we do track all these plays publicly on Betstamp. Anytime Pips gives out a play right after the show, I go make sure it's inputted into the Betstamp so it's transparent. We can see the record. Right now, we do have a very good record. Pips does have a very good record on the season. So I will go back and fix that one. And then I will track today's plays correctly. So let's move in now to the official picks. We have the first pick, Raptors visiting the Orlando Magic. And uh, Pips, kind of a lot of my, my thoughts on how the Raptors schematically lined up against Bancaro last time they faced each other because Bancaro went two for eight in a very uncharacteristic game where he normally just gets 15 points without any problem. But his line today, 20 and a half, you're liking the Raptors' defense. Yeah, I just said, you said he got the OG matchup and... <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. Good luck going this season, on. Yeah. The OG matchup stuff. Yeah. And also, this could easily be a blowout. I, I just don't see Orlando working. I mean, they, they won the last game against the Clippers. But, yeah, I just don't see it. And uh, also, Paolo Banquero, since coming back from the injury, went over this line in three games out of the, five, out of the eight. So stayed under this line in, in five. In the last game, he was heavily under this line. I think he had four, 15 points coming into extra uh, overtime. And he scored, I think, he scored 13 free throws to, to get to the 23 points. And I don't think OG will foul him that much. And uh, with their overhelp, he is not a great shooter. He, he can't make three for save his life. Like he, he, I think, just check. Yeah, he's 23% from the three, and Pistons are, um, I mean, Raptors are just overhelping, helping from the nail, helping on the drive, double teaming on the drives, and getting OG and Anunobi. Matchup is tough for itself, and you get when you try to beat him with the dribble and go inside, and you get meet some guys at the nail. Yeah, no, it will not work for him. In the last game, they played uh, five, day, six days ago. Bancaro ended up the game with scoring nine points and season low field goal attempts, and that's because of the OG cover. And we have Cole Anthony back, Moritz uh, Wagner is starting and shooting a ton. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think this is not the game for Bancaro, and I like his under. So last time the Raptors played the Magic, which was not very long ago, as you said, I was, I was actually quite shocked with the usage Mo Wagner was getting. Uh, Bancaro, like if OG's on this guy, Bancaro wanted none of that. Um, like not trying to be biased anyway. OG has been outstanding defender this season. Just look at the stats every time he has a matchup. The the it's it's everybody's off night when they play against OG, except except for Zion, who's just a freak of nature. Mm-hmm. But Bancaro essentially couldn't get anything going because OG is a steel machine this season. Bankero couldn't deal with that, kept turning his back to OG and just couldn't really get anything going. So if Nick Nurse just makes the easy decision and puts <laughs> OG on Bankero, I think that this has a very good chance to, to get us a win here. But let's move now into the second pick enough about the Raptors. Uh, big matchup, like I said, Timberwolves against the Jazz. Maybe some personal things uh, kind of going to be going here, especially for the likes of 
Rudy Gobert, who you actually like his number on today, and uh, I can absolutely see why. Let's go over to the second pick. So the second pick is same game public. Rudy Gobert over 11.5 rebounds combined with Russell, D'Angelo Russell over 14.5 points. I will just go back to the, to the last game against the Utah Jazz. Rudy Gobert had 23 rebounds, and that's with Towns playing, and without Towns, they will have smaller guys starting at power forward, and yeah, Gobert should rebound a lot. In the last game, they they played the full minutes. He had 21 rebounds against the Pacers, so Pacers and uh, Utah Jazz are having similar trouble problems at rebounding at the five so i think rudy gobert is in a great spot to have 15 plus rebounds but we are having we are using the same game parlay because d'angelo russell cleared this line in seven straight games and the biggest issue with d'angelo russell is his efficiency and over the last two games he scored 27 and 28 points while shooting over 50 percent from the field and he's a bit of tricky guy he will have like five games where he scores 20-plus points, and then he will have 10 games where he's under 15 points, shooting 20% from the field. And without Towns, and he, with, yeah, he's taking a bit more offensive load, and with some guys that are just catch-and-shoot guys, I think the, the ball will be in his hand, and... Yeah, you, I, I, as I already talked talk about like million times with point guards against Utah Jazz, I think as we saw pull how how did pull how did how did uh, the Anthony Simons did yep. and some yeah basically every point guard is going over against the Jazz and I like the Angelo Russell on this lower line combined with Gobert rebounding. I think this is a great bet. Yeah, I like the spots here. Uh, Tuna in chat also loving the bets for today. D'Angelo Russell, one thing on him. So I was so I, I don't think he's having that good of a season here. But one thing he has been doing really well, to my surprise, is shooting the mid range. I think he's now above either just under or just above fifty percent from mid range on the season, which puts him top ten in the NBA from that position. So I think the Timberwolves should lean into that a little bit more. I'm like really driven by analytics so I, I think the mid-range shot's inefficient but specific guys who shoot it that well just need to fire away and D'Angelo Russell definitely is a player who needs to continue to go from there and like you said with Jordan Poole he's a player who can kind of feast in those areas as well maybe more from D'Angelo Russell so good spots on two bets for today I'll be watching closely on the first one as we hope Paolo Bancaro goes under 20 and a half points Nick Nurse just put OG on him and you don't have to worry about him for the rest of the game Second one, we are going to a same game parlay between the T-Wolves and the Jazz. Rudy Gobert over 11.5 points, uh, sorry, over 11.5 rebounds, paired with D'Angelo Russell over 14.5 points. That is minus 110 at FanDuel. Uh, the first one I didn't say was minus 125 at DraftKings on Bancaro. So there you have it. Uh, let's wish Pips all the luck in the world as Croatia take on Brazil in just about 30 minutes' time. He's going to be enjoying that one. We don't have to worry about the show for the rest of the day. That's why he went a little bit early. If you want all the updates on the schedule for the show, make sure you are following at the board NBA on Twitter. If you want some more pick, picks throughout the day, you go to Pips NBA at Pips NBA for some Pip SGPs because he likes to give us some same game parlays throughout the day when he finds a good spot 
over there. More from Pick and Roll. We go live every weekday, usually at 11 to 15 a.m. But remember, I always say, just make sure you're keeping up with the schedule over there on Twitter. Uh, if you want more sports betting content, visit thehammer.bet and visit Fine Margins on YouTube or at Fine Margins with two S's on Twitter. I am doing a World Cup show there every weekday at 4.15 p.m. Eastern time after the World Cup game. So there's no games and there won't be a show, but today there will be a show. We'll be recapping the two quarterfinals from today, which is including Croatia and Brazil, along with Messi's Argentina against Netherlands. And we'll be previewing with betting talk on tomorrow's games as England play France after the first game where Portugal are playing against Morocco. So get enjoy all that stuff. Um, what's the pick on Croatia? Um, my pick on Croatia... Uh, just I, I, I get a little, little bonus, I guess. I, I'm worried the price has changed quite a bit. Oh, the price has changed quite a bit. Okay, I was on a... I, I don't want to... Okay, I don't advocate tailing this bet unless you're getting a good price. I am on the under 2.5 for today. I got that at plus 111. It has dropped significantly where I bet it is now minus 108. If you can get a good price on an under 2.5, that is what I have. So a little bit of a bonus official play. That is tracked. I, I track all my plays on amateur if you want to see any of those but thank you again can guys I say my, can I oh say you have something dude. for this one yeah of course yeah i'll just go with uh croatia or draw and under three and a half points combined for plus uh, 250 i okay. think it's a, it's a it's a good value and yeah i see this game as an under and i will go for under three and a half with combined with croatia and the draw which is plus 250 and I, I like that i like that i actually remembered that i saw a really good price on croatia to win in the 90 minutes as well so i do have a croatia plus 990 to win in regular time very small play quarter unit play on that one but uh, uh yeah. we'll see just just a, when you see a good price you got to take something like that and again um just to verify it all i'm tracking all my plays on betstamp uh, in the fine betters you can search pick and roll where we track all the plays in this show my personal plays are on amateur hours. Super easy to find. But thank you again, guys. Let's let Pips get on his way to watch the game. We'll see you on Monday, hopefully celebrating a couple winners today. And hopefully, I track them. I will. I'll track them correctly tonight. So thank you again. We'll see you soon. 